special episode of Summer Bays for you, where I'm joined by TV producer Trevor Keegan, who worked on the show for RTE called... Vogue does Home and Away. Oh yes, so you travelled to Summer Bay, I'm going to pretend like it's a real place, to film with Vogue to celebrate Ireland's connection with Home and Away. Yeah. It was the 25th an- it was, anniversary. Yeah, I think that's about five, oh my God, it's five years ago. How scary. Um, yeah, it's five <laughs> years ago and it was the 25th anniversary and it was because RTE was one of the first uh, stations in the world to show Home and Away and we got the backstory as well with the former producer and commissioning editor who ended up putting it on RTE just because they had a gap in their schedule and no this way. coincidentally tied in with Home and Away coming on air in Australia and they went we need RTE too to be young and trendy and they found the soap and they put it on really quickly so oh they were kind of grateful to RTE for showing it so early in its in its run you know sometimes you see programmes and I think with Neighbours it used to be like this in the BBC in the early days that they were about 18 months behind because they mm. were, let the programme get up and running or he didn't have that luxury and just bought it off spec quite quickly. Wow, so that makes a lot of sense with Ireland's connection to Home and Away mm. and Home and Away obviously feels like indebted to us Irish. Well, yeah, and they kind of, um, they really appreciate it still. I mean, there's not many people, Alf is the only one really around, isn't he? Ray Marr, he's the only still original cast member. And Irene, yeah, she's, she's there a long time too. And Marlon, of course, kind of, they're not really, I don't think they're all originals. I think he's the only original. He's the original. only last yeah. standing original. Yeah. So good. Okay, so te- wind me back now. How did the the TV show come to be? So my friend Orla Rappel had predominantly worked in radio and still does. And I had worked in both, but it was predominantly doing TV producing at that stage. And uh, she came to me with this idea and said, listen, next year, Home and Away is going to be 25 years. Why don't you use your contacts and try and get this programme over the line? And I was working predominantly with an independent company called Wacka TV. And we'd done a few projects in RT. I had worked there as well in separate entities. So we knew who to approach. Mm-hmm. So we went to them and we said, this is the idea. And uh, we had, initially, we had somebody else in mind as the presenter. I'm not going to say who, because it's not, oh! no, because she doesn't even know she was in, <laughs> <laughs> okay. in for it. So this X person was put on the proposal document, which is what you have to do. You have to list the talent. So mm-hmm. then uh, we were kind of coming here at a time to submit the programme and we weren't happy that the person that we were putting forward was really right for the programme. We thought, she doesn't really have a connection to it. We don't even know if she's a fan, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, we need a super fan. And I had spotted Vogue. Uh, She had been on Fade Street at that stage. Yes. And I suggested to my exec producer, I said, listen, why don't we go and meet Vogue Williams? She is fantastic, I think. I thought Mm -hmm. she was really real and realistic. So we met Vogue in a cafe and we had a chat and my boss came away going, she's the one. (gasps) She just knew, she knew enough about Home and Away. She'd grown mm-hmm. up about it, with it. Um, her and her um, schoolmates in Sutton had watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, we even involved some of her school friends in the original programme when we made it then because they had kind of <laughs> came back and sat around a classroom in her old school <laughs> talking about it. So we did a whole different, different strands of it. We got her acting lessons in Australia to try and get the Aussie accent. I remember that, yeah. yeah so it, that's how it all started, how it came about that we actually got the programme up and running. But it took a mammoth, nearly a full year of negotiations Whoa. to get it made and get permissions to go there. Why? Well, a Channel 7 that make it in Australia, like most places, like ITV about, say, Corrie or RT about First City, they're very protective of their brand. And mm. let's face it, Home and Away is not necessarily revered in Australia, but it is sold around the world and mm-hmm. it makes mega books for Channel 7. So they deal with, a, um, this is all very technical, and if you're bored, you can snooze off. No, please, at your will. But, So they make it and they distribute it worldwide with a company called Fremantle. Okay. who's this big, massive worldwide distributor of TV programmes, etc. And Fremantle have a very big say in what gets done with Home and Away and what doesn't. And they were a bit worried that we were going to step on toes with the UK broadcaster Channel 5. Mm-hmm. 
because they have the rights to it in Northern Ireland. And there was a whole RTE Channel 5 geo-blocking thing going on. So they kind of just saw this initial email and went, too much hassle and a lot of headaches, so we're not going to do it. Mm. And they said no. And they said no about four times more, five times more. And Trev being Trev, I didn't take no for an answer. (laughs) Yes, yes, Trev. So I went for it. And uh, I got the commissioning editor, who's now across kind of acquisitions in RTE, to get involved. And he said yes. And there was a lot of toing and froing, and I'm not going to be going to go into the depths of it, but it was it got very political, and it got very where I was at risk of damaging the relationship between RTE and Channel Seven, and I got into trouble as well for being so persistent. Wow. But I knew it was a great idea, and Orla is a great ideas woman, and we knew that it would work, and we had Vogue, and we she had said yes, she would do it, and we just knew that we could make it work as mm-hmm. a. Not just a, a kind of homage to Home and Away, but as a general mm. big program that could have layers to it. You yes. Know? So because no one was talking about Ireland's connection with the show, it's yeah. all very much like in conversation when you talk about yeah. Home and Away. And it's, it's it something great. we know culturally, but we've never really celebrated yeah. or probed deeply. We're going, why? Why is it that this program is so beloved by so many I of know, different it, generations? Yeah, and it's like such a nostalgia piece. Mm. So it was great to do, and I think that. She's so relate. Vogue is so relatable yeah. that she kind of represents the everyday home and away fan. So yeah. she was able to bring her own. We even bought, we, yeah, we even bought for her the original home and away school uniform, I, <laughs> which I hasten to add I had in my wardrobe for a very long time afterwards. No. I ended up with it, and I gave it to one of my nieces as a present. I'm not too sure where Summer Bay High uniform is nowadays. Stop! But we paid big bucks for it too to get really? it shipped to us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So the show consisted of so voted her acting lessons. So uh, the show started in Ireland. We opened on a beach. We opened on Dolly Mount Beach with her in her bikini on a freezing kind of autumn's day <laughs> saying you know this is not how it should be and then we did a little bit of background stuff in Ireland we met the as I say the commissioning editor uh, who had retired and the producer who'd left RTE as well got them back together to sit in a studio in RTE talking about it mm-hmm. how it came about what they thought of it and all that kind of stuff then we kind of got um we knew that Dan Ewing who played one of the bad Brax boys was going to be coming to Ireland oh this is a little secret. We did it in reverse. So basically, we were going to. He was going to be coming to Ireland quite soon on one of those. He, he did massive kind of uh, nightclub appearances around Ireland. Oh yeah, and like Navin Mullingar. Yeah. So we got him actually in Navin. Yes. So then he was going to be in Navin, but we were going to then go to Australia, and he was going to be back in Australia. So we we're going to film with him on the set in Australia. So we did it in a roundabout sort of way. We filmed in Ireland first. I can't. Come. And then we had to fly to Australia, and literally, God love the poor crew and Vogue, the cameraman and the sound people and all. They flew out on a Sunday to Australia. Okay. We filmed Monday right through till Saturday. Uh, we went on a quite a, um, what shall I say? Well, let's just say a raucous kind of rap party at the end of it all in Sydney. Just delirious. <laughs> delirious from jet lag and drink. And um, they flew home the following Sunday. But myself and Orla... Wow. Had the wherewithal to stay for a holiday in uh, Australia for two weeks afterwards. You're dead, yeah. right? But so then in Australia we went. We filmed in Palm Beaches, which is what it's officially called, mm-hmm. which I didn't know is an hour and a half north of Sydney. Yeah. So like for instance, if you were driving, if we had some pickups to do at near the end of the shoot where we just literally had to drive to Palm Beach for an hour and a half across Sydney traffic, which is not great. Oh. To pick up maybe about a ninety second piece of footage <laughs> that we needed to get. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Um. So then we met. We met Sally, uh, Katie Ritchie, who. Yeah. Yes. Sally. 
she came back and came with us to the bay. And uh, whilst we were there, it was very interesting. While we were on the beach filming, she said, listen, I don't know what it is, but every time somebody walks past, we've had people who've been extras and just because they're walking past, but they're always Irish. And there were people <laughs> there were people walking up the beach and she goes, I bet you they're Irish. Now, we're up on the, you know where the surf club is and the beach is there yeah. down on the sand. And she goes, go on, a Vogue shouts out, go, oi, oi, where are you from? And they said, Mayo. <laughs> and they, they, came, they came up and filmed with us. And then we got, um, we got access to the, it was unfortunately not to the set. They couldn't let us film on the actual sets of the show. They were a little bit angsty about us filming on the sets. But really? then when the day we were going to be filming, they said it's actually a set day. So they were filming legitimately on the set. So we couldn't get in their way, obviously. Yeah. So they put us in the scene dock, which is basically where everything is stored out the back. It's, <laughs> like, it's like a warehouse. <laughs> and we had to film out the back. It didn't look very exotic, but it turned out okay in the camera. And we met Lynn McGranger, I think, is that her second name? Uh, Irene, mm. who was lovely. Uh, we couldn't get Alf because he was away at the time, gone to f- do, I think, Panto in the UK. Yeah, he used to do, he stopped it mm. now. And we and also got Emily Sims. That's Maz. Uh, Maz Marlon, yeah. So we got her as well. And we then got uh, Dan Ewing, picked him up in the in the, uh, oh. in the the set as well. And sorry, Dan Ewing played Brax. He was, or was he Heath? He was, he was Heath. Darker hair. Wasn't he? he was Heath, yes. Oh, he's yeah. so beautiful. Yes, he was, yeah. And uh, they were beloved of our female members of our crew who were filming. <laughs> and some of the males too. Very like <laughs> They were very glamorous. And it was lovely, lovely being there and seeing them all just because they are gorgeous. That's so gorgeous. Love and them. he had known Vogue before because if you throw your mind back to Vogue's really? previous marriage to Brian McFadden, yes. Brian had been a judge in one of those kind of X Factor type shows in Australia. So Vogue had hung out in the Sydney, Melbourne kind cool of high gang. Yeah, the cool gangs. They kind of, yeah, the trendy folk and the beautiful people. And uh, we kind of co- hung on our coattails and we also got her a surf lesson to try and fit in yes. with the, being a proper Aussie actor. Oh my gosh. So then you wrapped up filming, had your holiday and then yeah. how long did it take in the edit of when did it get to air after? I think we filmed in September, kind of coming into October. It wasn't great for filming as well. I remember a director giving out to me going, why did you choose now? Because RTE's remit was to us, you must get sunshine. But unfortunately, <laughs> when you're there in September, the sunshine like here uh, was still dying off at about five o'clock, six o'clock in the evening. So we weren't getting to film a lot of sunshine. And the weather, one or two a days was not great. So you don't want to be shown grey yeah. skies over Summer Bay. It doesn't happen. Because it very rarely r- uh, yeah. rains there. I can't remember. I think, it, I think it happened, I think it went on air about two or three months later. Yeah. Or maybe Jan- actually January, February, I think it went on air because that was the year then when Home and Away was 25. Oh, there you go. So you're always kind of filming these things maybe often maybe two or three months in advance and then it's the editing and the narration Vogue did all the voiceover and all that kind of stuff okay. Oh my god this was fascinating Trev Yeah it was a lovely sh- it was Thank a lovely you. gig to do it was a heartbreak to get over the line which often but happens like passion, in TV Labour of love It was a labour of love I was never really a massive I'm terrible to say but I wasn't a huge fan of Home and Away I kind of flip-flop between Home and Away and Neighbours back in my youth Sacrilege when I was young but um, it was one of my nicer gigs to do. It was lovely. We filmed with, we actually also, I forgot, we had a girl whose folks were Irish. She had Irish connections. She'd been in a few episodes of Home and Away. Oh. Bit, bit of, I think she was a doctor, a bit of a bad egg doctor. So we filmed with her in Sydney. And I remember looking up going, I am filming a Sydney opera house. This is not a bad gig. This is pretty good. <laughs> this is amazing. And being on the beach at Summer Bay was also quite good. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, Trev, thank you so much. That was so enlightening. Yeah, go look it up. It's so, I'm not too sure if it's even on YouTube. I there's actually had a look in the player. It's gone, but it might be on YouTube. Yeah, there's clips of it somewhere on YouTube. Yeah. And and actually, the, my, one of my favourite bits was Vogue trying to get the accent right with the acting lady. She was brilliant. Oh. It's all about the, the tone. It's all in your nose, apparently. Nasal. All the Australian well, Yeah, it's like that. But she said, that's quite... 
cliched Australian accent you've just done. Oh, like a bit of a diddly eye. Yeah, it is exactly <laughs> saying Bagosh and Bagara kind of thing. Yeah, our equivalent. Oh, well, Trev, thank you so much. That Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.